What is up, everybody? Thank you for listening to another episode of Nostalgia and Now. As always, it is your host, Kelly, and I am here to say, originally I was going to do season three of the, um, Laguna Beach. I was going to start that and then go back to the hills just because it has been a lot of hills, obviously. The Hills has a lot of episodes each season. It's like it's like a um, scripted series, how many episodes they have in season three and four, but basically, I realized we're only four episodes away of ending season four. And I want to ask you guys, do you want me to go right into season five? Or would you rather break it up and me do season three of Laguna Beach? The only reason I didn't do that before is because I had to do it on my laptop. I had to like watch season three on my laptop. But now it's on Paramount Plus, so it's a lot easier for me to watch and to get um, audio clips if I want and things like that. So I want to know what you guys are feeling. I obviously know that you voted for me to do a season three episode today. But after realizing like, oh, there's only a few more episodes left. And unfortunately, after this episode of The Hills, I was like, wow, this episode was really just a filler episode. It's kind of boring. <laughs> but I wanted to just finish out season four. Like I said, there's only three more episodes after this one. And then season four is over for The Hills. And then I'll take my you know week off like I usually do between seasons and then go right into either season five of The Hills, season five, part one, which is Lauren's part, because then it breaks up to Kristen's part, or I can do all of season three, Laguna Beach. Whichever you guys prefer, I would be happy to do it. Um, I know that sometimes The Hills does get very redundant, and that's why I wanted to kind of offer that. But yeah, just tell me what you guys are thinking. Obviously, the pod fam has first dibs on what I do, and yeah. I just wanted to say that. And I also want to say the past two Fridays, I've brought back Friday Night Lives and I actually forgot how much fun they were. Yeah, it was just, it's back to what it used to be because for a while people, I feel like we're starting to get aggravated and maybe it was me even, you know, not being able to really talk to everybody or whatever it was. I just kind of felt like for a little bit, it lost its, I don't know, magic. Is magic a lame thing to say? Because I do feel like what Laguna Biatch has, like the commu- the Biatch community, it's something very special. I have been a part of um, Bravo groups and things like that, and people get really, really nasty. And I will say on Laguna Biatch, for the most part, it's positive. Like every once in a while, people will start getting a little bit nasty towards each other or towards a certain cast member or whatever. But I would say that's very few and far between. And the fact that we're almost at 70,000 followers and like cast members are still cool with us. I think that says a lot. I've only been blocked by very few people. And yeah, that goes, obviously that that's a test to all of us. And I just wanna thank you guys because you do make it a more safe place for cast members to be involved with. I will say I was a little shocked. I did post something and people were like, Kristen was chunky. I'm like, Kristen was never chunky. Like that, that was the only time where I've ever really like deleted comments and stuff. Because I don't know, it's not like I think Kristen Cavallari is looking at my page, but I'm also just like, I, I try and keep it pretty body positive. And obviously like 17 year olds weren't chunky. They were just wearing like low rise jeans and going through fucking hormones and all of that. So yeah, I just, I wanted to say that to begin with for the podcast, but I don't really have anything to report on. I hope you guys have had a good week. I was trying to think, I was like, did anything crazy happen this week? Jolene and I are bonding more, which we love. I was nervous. I was nervous I wasn't going to bond with her because for a while I kind of felt like she was pushed on me and all this stuff, but 
We are bonding, which I'm very happy about. This episode of the podcast, we're going to get into the Spidey versus the Wallers, which is happening right now. It's mostly Spidey just like talking, 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 talking. And I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. Um, I'm recording this on Father's Day, and luckily I have a really great dad. I've been really blessed to have a dad like that. And I just want to say if certain holidays are tough for you, I'm thinking of you. And it's okay to like not want to celebrate a day to a parent or to whatever. But I just want to throw that out there. Obviously, everybody has different situations. But yeah, I really hope that seeing like Father's Day posts and stuff weren't too tough. If you do did have a do have like a tough relationship with your dad. And if you are a dad listening, happy Father's Day. If you're a single mom listening, happy Father's Day because I know you're doing it all. And yeah, I just want to start off by saying all of that. And how many times did I just say, yep, I just wanted to say. <laughs> I, when I listen back to the recordings and edit, I always say like, right. I end up taking out rights because of how much I say right. And by the time this podcast comes out, the giveaway will be live so I can talk about it now. But I have partnered with Ulysses Publishing to give away a basic biatch summer. We're giving away one grand prize that has like koozies, a float, a whole bunch of stuff, a seltzer book with your favorite seltzer recipes because that's pretty much all I drink. I'm not like, I, <laughs> I've strayed from hard alcohol. I've never drank beer. Seltzers are kind of my thing. So we are giving away one grand prize and then five books. And that'll be two books. Say if you win a book for you and your best friend so you can have your best basic biatch summer. I'm excited about it. I honestly wish I could win, but make sure to like tag your friends, follow Ulysses Press. And yeah, each tag you get a entry. And basically it's gonna be running from Monday to Friday. So Friday we will contact the winners for your delivery information. And I'm just really excited. I think it's a lot of fun and I'm jealous I can't win, but I hope whoever wins has the best basic biatch summer possible. Now I have talked about this for the last few episodes, but I have a lot of anxiety regarding my birthday this year. I'm turning 30 and I do think 30 will be a lot better than my 20s. I read somewhere, some like meme or tweet or something, and it was like your 20s are the seventh grade of your adult life. And seventh grade was really tough. Fun fact, real side story. In seventh grade, I was so bullied that I was able to pick 15 kids that were not going to be in my class in eighth grade because of how bullied I was. Um, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> but I'm just, I'm very anxious about it because I keep seeing like people having their friends throw these surprise parties for them. And I know, I don't think my friends will do that. And one of my friends mentioned a bar crawl where we all dressed as old people. And at first I'm like, yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. And now I'm like, that doesn't sound that fun. I would rather just like drink with my friends, hang out. But I feel like there's some kind of pressure for me to do something big because it's my 30th birthday. I'm like, should I just do brunch and then go day drinking with my friends? I don't, I don't really know. And I feel like I'm putting a lot of pressure on myself for that. I know one of my friends, when I was home um, back in September, she ended up renting a cabin with a bunch of, you know, our, our mutual friends along with her other friends. And that's what I wanted to do. But fund, like funds aren't happening like that. And I'm just trying to figure it out, trying to figure out something I want to do that's not lame. I know. I feel like a little kid again. I'm like, it's like my 16th birthday all over again where I'm like, what can I do where it's not going to be lame? <laughs> but I think it'll probably be like brunch. It'll probably be dinner on my actual birthday, then brunch, 
and day drinking, possibly on like the 16th or 17th of July. I know I'm also a month out, but I have been thinking about this a lot. I got, I got a lot of anxiety about this. And basically I had like a panic attack the other day. You guys are like, okay, skip 15 seconds. Skip. No, I'm kidding. But I had a panic attack because I was like, these 30 years have flown by. I cannot believe that I am turning 30. I don't feel 30. I don't know if I even act like I'm 30. I feel like I'm not a full adult yet. When I have questions, I go to my friends who are better adults than I am. But basically, I am very afraid of death. Death is my number one fear. Death and the ocean are like two things that I can't even talk about. But I had a panic attack because I was like, oh my God, that means the next 30 years are going to fly by. And then the next 30 years, I'll be dead (laughs) by the end of that. And it got really dark really quick. But I am hoping, I am praying that... 30 years old is better than fucking 29 because 28 and 29 rocked my world in not a good way. It like, it was the worst. (laughs) So again, I know some of you have tweeted me being like, just take yourself to dinner, go on like a solo vacation, go do this, go do that. Um, I take all recommendations for 30th birthdays. Maybe I'll just, if you're in Nashville, let's hang out. If you're in Nashville on July 16th or 17th, you're going to come to my birthday party, which will probably be at Tin Roof de <laughs> But to end the intro on a positive note, Laguna Beach is turning four on the 26th, on June 26th. I cannot believe it. I cannot believe it's been four years. Basically, we have graduated high school. We're going on to college. And I just want to say I know a lot of you have been here since the beginning. And I thank you so much. There have been... <laughs> There's been a lot of emotions throughout, you know, having this page. And there have been times where I've wanted to quit. There have been times where I have gone off too much on the podcast. And I know that, okay? I know how I can be. I know that I can be salty. And I just want to say thank you guys so much. Thank you for hanging out for four fucking years. I was actually thinking about it. I have talked to people who have dated people that they're married to now and have kids now. Like, I've talked to people who are now divorced from the people they were with when I originally started the account. I have talked to people, and, like, I follow them on my personal account, and I see their kids grow up. It's very weird, but, again, it's something that the Biatch community, I just, I love, I love you guys so much. And I know that sounds corny, but I really do. And you guys have brought me such joy. And I'm going to probably even be even more emotional next week's episode because it's closer, or I guess it will be the date, basically, of the um, year anniversary, or four-year anniversary, but you know, you know how I like to be. You know I like to get a little emotional here and there. Now, I have to bring TRL back. I actually miss doing TRL. I know some people don't love it. Totally fine. Go ahead, skip through it. But the top 10 movies and shows on Netflix are at 10, Black Lightning, 9, LA's Finest, 8, Record of Ragnarok, 7, Lucifer, 6, Black Summer, 5, Lupin, Four, Coco Melon, three, Working Moms, two, Sweet Tooth, and one, Manifest. I don't know about you guys, but I actually feel like Netflix has kind of been like a little lackluster as of late. I'm more interested on shows on Hulu. I watch like Handmaid's Tale, things like that. Yeah, I don't know. I just kind of, I kind of don't like it. Now, the top 10 worldwide iTunes charts are Rasputin by Majestic and Boney M, Higher Power by Coldplay, Peaches by Justin Bieber, Iko Iko by Justin Wellington, Cover Me in Sunshine by Pink and Willow Sage Heart, number five is Butter by BTS, 
Number four is Astronaut in the Ocean by Masked Wolf, which has been on the charts for a really long time now. Number three is Friday, Written and Nightcrawlers. Number two is Save Your Tears, The Weekend and Ariana Grande. And then number one is Good For You by Olivia Rodrigo. And I have put together my list of my top 10 TV dads. You know, the ones that really raised us. No, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> my dad would be so sad if he heard me say that. At number 10, I have Cyrus Rose, who is Blair's dad on Gossip Girl. I absolutely loved him. And yeah, I had to put him on the list. At number nine, I have Red Foreman because one of the funniest people ever on TV. I don't care what anybody says. Number eight, I have Jake Jagelski because I mean, you guys know I'm a Jake stan above, above anything. If I'm anything, I'm definitely a Jake Jagelski fan. Number seven, I have Uncle Phil from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Number six, I have Randall Pearson from This Is Us. And I have not watched it in a very long time. I haven't watched This Is Us. So if his character sucks now, I'm very sorry. I've only watched like the first two seasons and I always loved Sterling K. Brown. Now that I've said that, at number five, I have Jack Pearson from This Is Us. Number four, I have Floyd Henderson. And if you're not sure who he is, he is the dad from Smart Guy. I don't know if you guys watch Smart Guy, but it was one of my favorite shows growing up. And I also, I always thought the dad was like so nice and cool and never let his son get picked on, which I absolutely loved. Number three, he's not a dad, okay? But he did help raise us. He's a father figure. His name is Mr. Feeney. I loved Mr. Feeney. I still love Mr. Feeney. And yeah, he's my number three. Number two is Coach Taylor. Come on, Coach Taylor. Not only is he a absolute dilf, he just like, he makes me want to be a better person. I would be a better person for Coach Taylor, but I don't have my Coach Taylor or my Tammy Taylor, so I'm going to keep being a bad person. And then number one, of course, is Sandy Cohen. I think one of the best TV dads of all time. He raised us. He raised Ryan Atwood. He raised Seth Cohen. He was a great husband to Kirsten. And that is my top 10 for TV dads. Now, typically you guys know I try and do a little recap of The Hills New Beginnings, but I genuinely could not remember anything that happened other than Ashley being mad at Heidi for drinking, or not mad, but being like, I don't know if she should be at like a party to celebrate someone's sobriety if she drinks that much. And that was really like the main basis of the episode. And also she revealed she was pregnant, even though I feel like we all already knew that she was pregnant. Like, I felt like that was just recently filmed. And I think that a lot of what The Hills is doing wrong is that, you know, we do have social media. We see when they're at parties together. We see when they're doing things. So we already knew that Ashley was pregnant and she was super pregnant during this party. It's not like she could really hide that. But that was basically the basis of the episode. It's that Ashley in Ashley, just Ashley, really. Jason hasn't said much, but... She does not like Heidi's drinking. She seems to be judgmental about it, as people have said. I mean, my thing is, okay, this is how I feel about it. I'm kind of like, okay, just be like, yeah, she got really drunk and move on. You know, and if you don't want someone at your party because of that, I, I get that too. I mean, I've been the girl who hasn't been invited to parties because of my drinking, like back when I was younger. So I do understand that too. If she's like, you know, Heidi will just be like too much. I would rather just have it be kind of us, like the core crew. So I listened to the Spidey podcast. And I know earlier I talked about that, there, you know, there were moments where I was salty about things that have happened. Um, the uh, hosting, not hosting the reunion was something that was really hard on me. And I, I talked about it a lot and I've, I've moved on from it, guys. 
But I was thinking of that. And all I can say is like listening to Spidey's podcast, I'm like low sodium compared to them. They are so salty and also like really fucking mean. Like some of the stuff that Spencer was saying was like very mean. I mean, I think you guys know Ashley did block me at one point. She's since unblocked me. But I feel like one of the reasons she blocked me is because I post pictures of Lauren and Jason. And I am sure that is hard for her to see. Obviously, Lauren and Jason, their love played out on TV. And even when I did the live with Jason, people were like, ask him if Elsie's if the one who got away. I'm like, definitely not going to ask a married man that. But I feel like that is probably something she's insecure about. And that's totally, like, fine. Yes, she's married, but now has two kids. They did welcome their, bo- their son to the world, I think, a few days ago. But again, I'm just like, that's something Spencer brought up. He's like, she's always wanted to be LC. And I'm like, Spencer, why the fuck are you still talking about Lauren Conrad? Like, you look like a loser for talking about Lauren Conrad all these years later. And basically, Heidi was like, yeah, I got really drunk and couldn't watch the episode because it was so hard for me. It was so hard for me to watch these people talk so badly about me. And I'm like, do you guys not remember who you were? I mean, do you guys really not remember what you guys used to bring to TV? You guys were fucking vile on the hills at moments. You guys were so mean and hurtful in the press about your cast members during the filming of the hills. And now you want to act like victims? Like, I don't know. And Heidi was going on like a rampage. She was going on a bunch of tweets. She was like going on a bunch of tweets. Who am I? A hundred years old. But she was like, uninteresting cast, this season's horrible, this cast is terrible, ew, don't talk about me at your baby thing. And apparently she was really drunk. She said that on the podcast. She was like, I got really drunk and I was really upset and couldn't even watch this episode and I'm done watching all of the episodes. Because according to Spencer and Heidi, they prayed to Jesus about getting this reboot and MTV has brought true demons onto the screen. And I started laughing when I heard that. And then I stopped immediately because I realized that that's what they truly believe. They truly, truly believe. And I know that Spencer and Heidi worked really, really hard to get this reboot. And I could see why they would be frustrated that it is not doing well, that the ratings are down, that people aren't responding to it the way that they hoped. But I was surprised and I was actually talking to someone in my DMs and they were like, do you think that production is trying to make them say all this stuff to get people to watch. And I was like, no way, because they were talking shit about production. They were talking about how the show is terrible, how everybody hates it, how they hate it, and how Ashley Waller is one of the worst people on the planet. That was basically their, like, the end deal. They were like, you know, whatever. You know, she had to live in a hotel because she was partying so hard and couldn't, and Jason couldn't stand it. But that was before she got pregnant. And I'm just kind of like, what? What are you guys talking about? We already know that Jason and Ashley lost their house due to Jason's gambling addiction. But like, I never, ever heard that second part. And granted, maybe Spidey has some inside information because they're actually a part of the show. I'm not going to say like anything else other than that. But I just, I can't believe that this is happening outside of the show. And also Spidey... I refer to them as Spidey only, unless it's one of them talking. But they said that they are putting together a sizzle reel for a new show that they're going to pitch to different networks because they're done with the hills. They're done with MTV. They feel like they've been played. 
They feel like they've been robbed and they're, it's gonna be about their company Pratt Daddy. So I'm assuming it's gonna be like Vanderpump Rules. That's what they're gonna try and spin it as. We shall see what happens. But also, know what else they talked about on that podcast? And I know I'm kind of bouncing all over the place, but one of the weirdest things I think I've ever heard true adults say, these people are married, they have children. Did you kiss him with tongue? I don't think I have asked that since high school. Like maybe even eighth grade when I was like, when you kissed him was their tongue. But like they keep, they've brought it up multiple times. And they're on the podcast, they talked about how Brody and Audrina kissed with tongue. And I'm like, this is very eighth grade. But I genuinely don't understand how they're bashing production so hard. I guess they really do not want to come back to The Hills New Beginnings. Um, I don't know if I blame them. But it's definitely just been like, it was such a tough listen, but I also want you guys to listen to it so we can talk about it. But I have heard from inside sources that the fights between Jason, Ashley, and Spidey only get worse, and they're actually very real. And again, I don't know if Ashley handled the whole drinking thing completely well. Like, there to me, it's just kind of like, yeah, Heidi drinks. Like, Heidi is wasted. Heidi gets fucked up. And she didn't need to make it like a big deal to not have Heidi there. Or she could have just been like, you know, we're not going to really drink or anything, but it, we, I'd love for you to still come. Unless she just genuinely does not like Heidi, then I understand it. And Heidi said production wanted her to show up so she could fight with Ashley and do all of this stuff. And I was like, that's the Spidey we remember. That's the Spidey we know. And now you guys are like saints and praying to Jesus about how there are demons on your show. I don't buy it. I don't buy the Spidey rebrand at all. You guys know that. But definitely give their latest podcast episode a listen because I was like, holy shit, these people are like very, very upset, very salty. And this is from someone who's like salty all the time about everything. If I think there's an issue, then <laughs> there is. But yeah, it's, it's really interesting to hear Spencer still talk about Lauren Conrad after all of these years. The Hill's New Beginnings, I mean... It is what it is at this point. I think, you know, they brought in new producers by the end of the season. I know. I think they filmed, like, the last few episodes with new producers. But it's it's already gone. I think everybody knows it. I think Spidey is trying to kind of jump ship before it sinks and try and get ahead of it and be like, it's all fake. It's all messed up. It's all this. It's all that. We are great people. Listen to our new podcast. Listen to our new show. Watch it. And, Yeah. So I think Spidey sees an opportunity to look like they're being bullied by Jason and Ashley only to also be like, also like follow us and listen to like the truth, listen to the true podcast. Whereas I believe like Whitney and Timmy over Spidey any day. So yeah, that was kind of like the drama with Spidey and Jason and Ashley right now. Also, Heidi like talked shit about Audrina on the podcast. She was like, Audrina can't keep a secret for the life of her. So next week is the Kristen episode, or this week, I believe, is the Kristen episode. We shall see how that goes, but I know people are going to be mad because she's only going to be on for an episode. It's not like she's a part of the series at all. Um, but I think Heidi and Spencer see that the Hills and New Beginnings is sinking, and they want to jump ship and still be likable, but they're just, like, mean. I don't know how else to explain it. I did just want to read a few of Heidi's tweets from that night, from the night that The Hills New Beginnings was on. She said, Hello, we're on reality show. Pretend to be interesting. The worst cast. You are only on the show because you comment about other people. Funny how you think 
I care I about your opinion on who I... <laughs> Hang on. That's how it says. She was wasted tweeting. Funny how you think I care I about your opinion on who I should be or behave. Literally fuck off. She also said, despite for airtime, even though you are so boring, she definitely met desperate for airtime. She also said, thank you, Jesus, for protecting me from crazy people. Ew, thinking of me at your gender reveal with the puke emoji. So I guess we shall see how it continues to play out on social media. But my opinion is Spidey is really upset because the show isn't as good as it could be. And they just decided to attack Jason and Ashley just to try and get something going. But I don't think Jason and Ashley have even said anything really. But I do think it was kind of fucked up for Spencer to be like, you've always wanted to be Lauren. And while he's going on that rant, Heidi's actually like, stop, anyway, stop. Because I do think Heidi does try not to say things about Lauren. Still, like, I think Spencer's the one who always does it. And Heidi's kind of like, you know, maybe she misses Lauren at least a little bit. And a conversation on the Facebook group, they were like, do you think Heidi and Lauren would still be friends if she never got with Spencer? So I don't think so. In my mind, there is a version of Heidi Montag living in Crested Butte, Colorado, who's really happy with her life. That is what I think would happen if her and Lauren continued to do the show and continued to be friends. I think eventually Heidi would have ended up back in Colorado. I don't think she was fame hungry until she met Spencer, who was in her ear telling her that she was the star of the show. So those are my, those are my Spidey opinions. Again, go listen to their podcast if, you, if you're interested. It was definitely kind of like, whoa, like, I can't believe they're bashing MTV this hard when that's their paycheck. All right, guys, so the episode that we are covering this week is The Hills, season four, episode 17. It's called It's About Trust, and it actually aired December 1st, 2008. So I feel like I'm always like, I don't know what year it was, 2009, whatever year. But no, this was 2008. I Googled it just to check. So as always, it's previously on The Hills. We're reminded that Spencer hasn't forgiven Steph for being friends with Lauren, Audrina believed a crazy rumor and did big damage to the Justin-Bobby relationship. And she, it did even bigger damage to our relationship. And the quote at the end says, Now I had to decide if I could trust someone who didn't trust me. Dun, dun, dun. But we start the episode off at the Lauren's house. And Lo walks into Lauren's room. And Elsie says that she's bummed about Audrina. But she's done yelling and she's done being upset. It's unfortunate when one of your best friends questions you in that way, Lowe says, because I don't think Lowe ever really liked Audrina, although on the podcast she did say that it was very manipulated and stuff, but I'm like, I feel like you didn't like her and that's okay to say. And then Lauren's like, she acted like it was no big deal. She accused me of all of this and she cared more about Justin than she cared about me. And... <laughs> And then Lauren just kind of rolls her eyes. She's like, the way he's treated her over the past few years is why she believed this rumor. Basically, like, Justin Bobby treats her like shit, so of course she's going to believe that he cheated on her. It just sucks that it was with me. And she ends up asking Lowe for advice. And Lowe says, if someone questions you, they don't fully trust you, which is not a lie. It's about the trust, Lauren says. What would it take for you to forgive her? Lauren kind of looks away, then looks back at Lo, and she goes, for her to actually be sorry. One of my least favorite things on the planet is when somebody apologizes and doesn't actually mean their apology. 
when they're just like, I, what is Alex M? When she's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry when she's mocking Jess. Like that is one of my least favorite things on the planet. Now we're at Epic Records and we have Audrina and Kiara. And I have to say, Kiara is much more involved than I remembered. Like seeing her so often, I was like, oh, Kiara was like, a Whitney almost. She wasn't in the main credits, but she was close. But Audrina's like, Lauren says she was hurt and she was humiliated. And I just don't want any more drama. It was a scream fest. I went there to talk to her and she just screamed at me. And then I screamed over her. And Kiara's only response, it's sad. <laughs> Kiara's like, I don't get paid enough to listen to this. But Audrina tells Kiara about Justin Bobby and how Justin wasn't returning her calls and all of that craziness. And Kiara's like, why didn't, um, why didn't he call you back or anything? He said he forgot his charger. What a red flag lie if I have ever heard one in my life. If someone's like, yeah, I forgot my charger. I didn't have service, blah, blah, blah. Lie, red flag. Remember that. They're lying to you. She also said that Justin said what she said was hurtful and that he would never talk to her like that. And that's why he didn't respond. So I guess I do understand that to a point. But also Justin Bobby has treated her like absolute horseshit. Like maybe he didn't say those things to her, but he definitely was like not great to her. So it's just a rundown again about how her actions made Justin Bobby not even want to talk to her. She hasn't talked to him since that fight and she ruined her friendship with Elsie and she's really, really sad about that. So you don't think it happened? Kiara finally asks. No, it's almost like I feel better, but it cost my friendship with Lauren and... I don't know what to do now. And she wants to go back. She's like, all I want to do is go back to how it was. Maybe you shouldn't have said Lauren slept with dirty Justin Bobby. But I am still confused on why she was like, oh my God, I'm so mad at Lauren. Like, I would be more mad at the person who lied to me, this Dino Spaboni character, whoever he is. I want to meet Dino. Show us Dino. I don't believe he's real. The next scene, we're at Steph's apartment and we have a Steph and Spencer moment. Spencer comes in. And he calls her decorations janky. He looks around. He's like, I see you're trying to decorate the place. It's pretty janky in here. And she's like, hi, Spencer. It's nice to see you too. And Spencer lets her know that they're going to visit their Nana. Now, to me, I'm just like, how little friends could Spidey have that they have to bring like Nana into the picture? I'm glad they did. I love Nana. But it's like they had no other friends. They had nobody else in their lives that they could bring. I know all of Spencer's family was not interested in filming other than Stephanie, but I guess Nana, Nana was like, I'm 86 years old. Hell yeah, I'm going to be on MTV. So Steph's response to that is, I have school and work. Can't she come here? Because she lives out in Santa Barbara. So it's a, quite a drive, I guess. What kind of person doesn't check in on their Nana? And he starts making Steph feel really bad. I don't know if I want to go and listen to you lie about how great you are, is what Steph says back to Spencer. And again, Steph was great during these like seasons of The Hills. I know that eventually Steph becomes very problematic in real life, but I do love some of her one-liners in the original Hills series. But as Spencer's leaving, he's like, well, if you want to come, let me know. She doesn't have much time left. You should probably spend some time with your grandma while she's still here. Steph just kind of rolls her eyes, but we're going to find out if Steph goes to see Nana or not. We're back at the Lauren's house and Brody is in Lauren's pool. He's like, can you turn the, uh, can you turn that pool heater on? It's cold in here. It's a hundred degrees out, Brody. Yeah, it's a hundred degrees out there, but it's cold in here. So Brody swims over to the edge and he looks at Lauren. He goes, why are you banging Justin Bobby? Why, why are you banging Justin Bobby with like his big smile? Honestly, not funny. That's the craziest shit I've ever heard in my whole life. 
And I will say these last few episodes, I feel like they're swearing a lot more than they did in previous seasons or anything. Like last episode when Lauren was like, she called me a slut. I was like, ooh, ooh, I don't remember that. Clutch my pearls. I'm so angry. It's disgusting and embarrassing that she would say that. Sometimes it's not about standing up for yourself, is what Brody says. You're going to let people say that and not defend yourself. You know what? That's not the kind of person you want in your life. Just go about your life and leave people who are constant drama. Leave them to do their own thing. Because remember, Brody Jenner hates drama. If you know one thing about Brody Jenner, he's always looking for his hug. And he also really hates drama, even when he's the one who causes the drama. But Brody never causes the drama. It's people in his life that cause drama. And then Lauren's like, well, it's a lose-lose situation. Actually, it's a win-win if you ask me. And Lauren's just kind of sitting there trying to figure everything out. And she's like, when did she turn? When did she become like a bad person? Everybody changes, some for the good, some for the bad. And Lauren's just like, I'm just over it. Again, it's a very quick scene, but we do see a shirtless Brody. And he has my favorite haircut that he likes to rock. And he's wearing sunglasses and just looks really good. I will say I cannot get behind Brody in his new look. I feel like his hair looks like Scarecrow from like Wizard of Oz or something. It just really bothers me. And I want him to go back either to his shaved head or his slightly curly hair. Brody, if you're listening, <laughs> please, please listen to us. So now we're at Audrina's house and Casey's there. Um, Casey's in a lot more scenes with Audrina because Lauren wouldn't film with Audrina. And I don't think Audrina really wanted to film with Spidey. So they're like, Casey, let's just throw another family member in. If you think about it, they've brought in Holly, Stephanie, Casey, Nana. I feel like they're just running out of family members just to randomly throw into the um, episodes. But do you guys remember a few episodes back, I said that Casey was wearing a blue plaid shirt that I wish I could wear, but I have man shoulders, so I can't wear plaid because I'll look like a lumberjack. Well, Audrina is now wearing that blue plaid shirt that Casey was wearing and that everybody wore at one point. Even Lauren wore it. I think they sold it, um, not Pac Sun. It was like the, bon was it Bongo that they used to sell at Walmart? I know that Brody Jenner and Sophia Bush did promos. I don't know if it was Bongo. Whatever it was. It was Bongo. It was definitely Bongo. Anyway, it's like a Bongo shirt. It's not a Sun shirt. Anyway, they are still trying to de decorate Audrina's house five episodes later. Casey's like, this is actually called Romantic Bedroom Magazine. Because remember, Audrina wants a romantic house. She's like, I want candles and romantic and all this stuff. But Audrina tells Casey that Justin still isn't talking to her. And Casey like visibly rolls her eyes. And Audrina then goes, he's very good at manipulating and turning it back on me. Yeah, that's right, Audrina. I'm very glad you're finally catching on after all this time. The whole audience were all like, yes, correct. I'm not saying how you acted was right, but yes, correct. And then Casey says, he likes seeing you hurt. And this is the worst because it involves Lauren. Yeah, it's not some random girl is what Casey says to her, but again, it didn't actually happen, so I don't know why Audrina is holding on to this so tightly. I just, I'm like, why are we still on this? Lauren and Justin Bobby did not have sex. They both denied it. You believe that they didn't have sex. So why is it so hurtful because it involves Lauren when Lauren really had nothing to do with it? And for once, Justin Bobby didn't do anything wrong. Granted, he probably slept with somebody else, but it wasn't Lauren. It was probably a different Lauren, actually. But now Audrina is starting to understand why Lauren was so upset. Why would I think that of her? Like, should I apologize? And Casey looks away. And Audrina just goes, you do, huh? You think I should apologize to her? Yeah, you probably should fucking apologize. If you really believe she didn't do it, she's not gonna forgive you for being the victim until you apologize to her. Okay, Casey. 
All right, Casey out of left field with some good ass advice. We love that. I'm nervous, is what Audrina says. And I, again, I would be nervous to go against Lauren Conrad as well. So I think that that is completely normal, <laughs> a normal feeling. Because she's upset you accused her of it. Casey's very, Casey's like annoyed with Audrina. I feel like whenever they're on like a screen together, you can tell Casey's just like, you gotta dump Justin Bobby. You gotta stop being mean to Lauren. You gotta keep this MTV money. You gotta keep the golden goose of MTV happy. That is your money. And who is the golden goose of MTV? Motherfucking Lauren Conrad. I mean, now it's Rob Dyrdek, but at the time it was Lauren Conrad. So now we are at Nana's house because again, Spidey has no other friends than family at this point and not even Heidi's family, only Spencer's family. But we see that Steph did end up going and they walk in and Nana loves Spencer. It's very clear that Spencer is her favorite, not Steph. They all hug. You haven't seen Nana in five years. We see Nana all the time, love of our life, is what Spencer says to Steph, who clearly does not want to be there at all. And then Heidi's like, yeah, we just saw her last week. Isn't that right, Spencer? But we end up seeing a young picture of Steph and Spencer. And it reminded me, my mom used to have a picture on her desk and it was a frame and it was two hearts and my brother's school picture was in one and my school picture was in the other heart. And that's kind of the setup. If you're a 90s kid or an 80s kid, I'm sure you know exactly what frame I'm talking about. But Spencer like puts his hand over Stephanie's face and he's like, you know, you can just cut that out. You don't need Steph's picture too. But then they end up getting lemonade and cookies in the backyard. And I have to say, I know old people fuck so hard with lemonade and cookies, but that is not a good mix. Unless it's like a bland cookie, which it could have been. I didn't see what kind of cookies. Immediately my mind went to like Oreos or chocolate chip cookie. And that with lemonade is like bleh. But Nana ends up asking what's new with Steph. And Spencer quickly goes, Nana, Steph is friends with someone who's talking very poor about sweet Heidi for years and years. And right away Steph's like, Nana doesn't know that whole story. And then Nana decides to intervene as Nana's do. Although my Nana... My Nana, who I loved dearly, would stoke the fire. My Nana was a little fucking, like, she loved to stir the pot. She loved to spill some tea and just let you sit with it. I miss her every day. But yeah, she was not like a mediator. She was someone who would fucking tell you anything to your face. And that's something she taught me. She's always like, don't talk behind people's back. Just say it to their face. It's easier. I was like, fuck, okay. Anyway, Nana's like, you two are fighting as kids and you're still fighting and... If I had a brother, I would never fight with them. And Steph's like, we didn't fight. We played like Nerf guns. Nana just wants them to get along. Everything is a nice time when people are happy, is what Nana says. And I completely agree with Nana. But Nana tells Steph to trust Spencer. And she wants to see Steph more. And then they make plans for just them the following day. She's like, what if we went shopping? What if we did something? And Steph's like, I would really like that. And Spencer's like, don't you dare take my Nana away. He doesn't say that, but you know he's thinking it. He's like, oh, fuck. I can't lose my Nana time. Now we're at People's Revolution, which I feel like maybe we haven't seen in a while, or maybe we saw it last episode. I can't really remember. But we have a Lauren and Whitney moment, and I still hate their desk setup, like their big desks that are facing one another. And I know it didn't matter because they didn't really work there, but it still bothers me. And Lauren looks over at Whitney and she's like, update me on the boy situation. Yeah, we've been talking on the phone, and he's so cute. Sometimes he adds XO to sentence or XX when we're texting. Now, as they're talking about Whitney's situation, Lauren gets a text message from Audrina saying they want to meet. She wants to meet and talk. And Whitney's like, to try and make peace? 
I don't think she's looking for a round two. <laughs> Absolutely not, Lauren. Again, that was like the angriest I've ever seen Lauren, I think. I like genuinely angry, not like annoyed, like pissed off. But Lauren doesn't want to go. And Whitney goes, just playing devil's advocate, maybe she has something different to say. What would have changed? You guys have been through so much. She must really need someone to talk to. And Lauren just kind of gives her a look. There's no response. She's just like staring at Whitney being like, how dare you tell me to see Audrina? <laughs> Why aren't you on my side? Now we have some Nana and Steph time. And I got to say, Nana looks really good for 84. She's like, I'm very happy to see you. And they're at a boardwalk. You see like a fair, carnival. But Steph tells her that she doesn't know when Nana's in town because she's always with Spidey. She's like, you're always with Spencer and Heidi and... They never tell me when you're in town. It's not up to me. That's the problem. Nana's getting shady. Nana's getting shady. And Steph tells her it's always a competition. It's tough living in somebody's shadow. Alexa plays Shadow by Ashley Simpson. Do you think if you looked closer at Spencer, he would still be your favorite? I can only go by the way he treats me, is Nana's response, which is a fair answer. I give Nana credit on that. Nana's like... He treats me well. I've never seen him not treat anyone else well. All right, Nana, I see you. And Steph keeps harping that Nana wouldn't like Spencer. Well, maybe it's good I don't know more about him. I wouldn't like him. And then Nana drops one of the best quotes I've ever heard in the hills. And it's not true. I'm lying, but I love the quote. Life is sometimes a bucket of worms, and you don't know what to do with them. Ain't that the fucking truth? That's like the opposite of life's a box of chocolate. You never know what you're going to get. Life's a bucket of worms and you don't know what to do with them. But Steph doesn't understand why Spencer's so mean to her. Steph, you just need to wait for him to grow up and he will see the errors in his ways. Nope, that's not right. Nana, you're incorrect. I'm sorry, Nana. That is, you're wrong, Nana. I got to tell you that. I'm going to start stealing your time, is what Steph says to Nana. Nana's like, I'd like that. And I actually got really choked up watching this, so... I lost both of my grandmothers when I was 21, six weeks in between one another. One passed away just like a little bit before Thanksgiving. The other passed away on Christmas Eve. And I feel like that's why I don't really love holidays anymore. But if you still have your Nana, if you still have your grandparents, I know sometimes they can be really mean. Like if you still have nice grandparents that you just can't see a lot, make some time to see them. Um, I really wish I could have one more conversation with either of my grandmothers they were incredible women. Like I said, one of them was a little badass. She would, one time she told me to walk with my head up and look down on people. <laughs> that was her energy. She was very rich and from Connecticut. My other Nana, my mom's mom was right from Ireland in eighth grade education. She came over to America, made, you know, made a name for herself, started a family. And I don't know, it just, it made me really emotional. I also used to work with Alzheimer's residents and I remember people wouldn't visit them. Their families wouldn't come and visit them. And it always bummed me out. I know it's really hard to see a family member in a nursing home. My mom's mom was in a nursing home my whole life. But it definitely brightens their whole day, their week, their month, all of it. So if you still have a grandparent, give them a call after this podcast and say Laguna Biatch is thinking of you. All right, now we're getting to wrap up the episode. And we get some really sad music as a car is pulling into a garage. We see Audrina sitting at a table all by herself. And then Lauren walks into the restaurant. And while Lauren walks into this restaurant, the lyrics on, from the song are, You've been through so much that it's hard to trust someone again. 
And those lyrics hit fucking deep. Oh, what was that? Hit? <laughs> what was that word? What I meant to say was, and those lyrics hit very deep for this moment. I have to say, MTV, no matter whether you hate The Hills New Beginnings or not, like, great soundtrack always because they have all access to like all that music universal I think I think it's universal I could be wrong but definitely a great lyric for Lauren to walk in on so Lauren ends up joining and Audrina says this is a mess I, I apologize for jumping to conclusions you're accusing me of things that are crazy you know I wouldn't do that some crazy person told you a crazy story and Audrina's like nodding her head She's like, I swear, I know, I know, but you had to be there. You had to be there and hear him tell the story. That's why I believed it. Also, I feel like this is one of the most emotional scenes we ever see from Audrina. I could be wrong, but it wasn't about what was said. It was about how you still believed it, Lauren says. And again, I wish I could have recorded this, but we're in a restaurant and you guys know that those sound clips do not sound good. And Audrina apologizes again. As far as I'm concerned, trust is everything. Who are your friends if you don't trust them? Audrina says, you don't trust me. And then Lauren digs at her relationship with Justin. And she was kind of like, it's your issue. You don't trust him. I have nothing to do with that. And Audrina quickly says, I don't trust anyone. It's not about trusting people. It's about knowing who to trust. Boom. Another Lauren Conrad quote, put that on my grave. And Audrina says, if Justin wasn't in my life, I'd be happier. What? 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 Is this what we're going with? Okay, I guess we're, we're taking a quick pivot. Happiness comes first, Lauren reminds her. And then Audrina says she's not happy. She's so torn up, so angry. She's kind of lost. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. I don't know who I am anymore. And Audrina starts to cry. I lost who I am. Lauren does not cry along with Audrina. She's just kind of looking at her with like annoyed slash sad eyes because I do think Lauren really does care for her friend. You got to believe there are people who want the best for you. And Audrina keeps crying, saying how hard it is to trust. I promise I don't want you sad, is what Lauren says. And also during like this whole Audrina crying, I forgot at one point she's like, I'm my own best friend because I can't trust anybody. I'm so lost. And it's actually really sad. It's a very sad moment for Audrina. But it also paints her in a little bit of a different light because she is so like, I feel like she doesn't have emotions a lot. <laughs> I feel like Audrina doesn't show a ton of emotion. Usually she's just like, yeah, I don't know. Or yeah, okay. She doesn't give us a ton. But in this scene, she really brought it. And I can appreciate that. But the girls stand up. They hug as Lauren gets into her car and things are good, and that is the end of the episode. That's how the episode ends. Like I said, it isn't, I wouldn't say this is a filler episode, but I would say it is an episode to tie things in a nice, neat little bow so Audrina and Lauren can be friends again and fight the good fight against Spidey. And yeah, that is, that is the episode. Now let's pop a bottle because it is officially time for brunch and there is a lot to talk about. Now, in something I didn't expect this week, I did watch the Keeping Up with the Kardashians reunion. I felt like I had to. I understand how much they give to pop culture, even though I kind of can't stand them as a whole. I understand what they have done for pop culture. Do I think it's all positive? No. But do I think it's all negative? Um, uh, <laughs> no, I actually, I don't think it's all negative. But I will say one thing that, there were two moments that I was kind of like cringing at. First of all, I don't think I've ever heard Kendall speak that much, nor have I heard Kylie talk that much. So it was actually 
nice to see them talk. And I remember like growing them growing up because I watched the first few episodes of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. And by first few episodes, I mean few seasons. But one moment that really bothered me was Scott Disick. They, he bothers me in general, but they actually brought up him dating young girls. And what did he say? He goes, I don't look, I don't go looking for them. They come find me in whatever his fucking nasally voice is. And the way everyone was just kind of like, <laughs> I think Chris was like, you tell him Scott or something, but it was cringy the way he said it. And also Scott looks really sad. He does not look like a happy guy. He looks really sad, really like almost like a bloated alcoholic look. Like, I hope he's okay. I hope he's taking care of himself. Even if I dislike someone, I don't wish them to be like on their fucking like ground rock bottom. In another moment, I really disliked. They, the girls, the sisters, the Kardashians and Jenners got really, really upset when Andy asked if they promoted unattainable beauty standards. And Kim was like, no, no, we don't because we put in the work, we work out, we eat well. And I'm just like, no, you guys have fucking surgeries. Like that's what bothers me the most. And I've gone on a rant about that before, how they need to be held accountable for using certain apps, for having surgeries, for doing all this stuff, because just telling people you work out twice a day is very unhealthy, in my opinion. But yeah, I mean, it was kind of like an ending, but it's not an ending because I know the Kardashians are going over to Hulu anyway. So if you are a Kardashians fan, you can still watch them over on Hulu. Over the weekend, Machine Gun Kelly and Travis Barker put on a free show in Venice Beach, California. And while that was happening, Brian Austin Green posted a picture with his four sons. The oldest one is 19 and he's with Brian's ex, but the youngest three look exactly like Megan. They all have like longer hair and they've talked about how, you know, they don't force gender norms or whatever on their, on their sons, but they all look exactly like Megan Fox. It is absolutely wild. So I highly suggest you go to Brian Austin Green's Instagram and see that picture he posted because again, they all look the exact same. Well, they all looked exactly like Megan Fox. Those Megan Fox jeans are strong, apparently. So do you guys remember Chris Harrison? He's no longer hosting The Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise. Like, he's no longer a part of that life. And he got a settlement. And finally, the number came out about that settlement. $9 million to walk away from the franchise. He was paid $9 million. That is absolutely insane. And I know a lot of people are like, it's not the same without Chris, but... I've only watched one season of The Bachelorette, so I cannot comment on it that much. But the most recent season of The Bachelorette, I got bored with it. I'm not really watching it. But it was kind of nice to see someone, a younger woman, speaking to like other young women rather than someone her father's age. I was like, oh, I like this dynamic a lot better. I don't know. I didn't know. I don't know what Chris brought to the table. I mean, honestly, again, not a huge watcher of The Bachelorette, Bachelor Life. But apparently for Bachelor in Paradise, they're going to like rotate out hosts. It's going to be like Lance Bass and then like Lil Jon. I'm like, why not just have someone like Wells Adams, even though he kind of annoys me. He's the bartender and he's there for like the rose ceremonies. Why not just have him host too? Let him be known as more than just Sarah Hyland's fiance. In some cool news, Bobby Shmurda, he was in New York and hosted a lunch on Father's Day. He paid for a bunch of lunches for people. He was there handing out food just so all the fathers in his neighborhood could celebrate and have a nice Father's Day. I thought that was really cool. In other good news, Def Jam Records paid for DMX's funeral. If you guys remember a few months ago, DMX passed. They had a really big funeral for him 
and Def Jam covered the whole thing. His family didn't have to pay a dime. Some more fun news, Backstreet Boys and NSYNC are hanging out, and by Backstreet Boys, I mean Nick and AJ are hanging out with Lance and Joey. Apparently, they were doing a big Pride event at the Grove in LA, and they made sure to TikTok everything. I will say, out of the Backstreet Boys, AJ and Nick are definitely the ones who like the clout the most, I would say. I think Brian could be great at that, but he's hunkered down in Georgia with his wife and son, and I don't know if he speaks to anybody else. But yeah, they did like a whole bunch of TikToks together. They reenacted a friend scene. They sang Bye 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 together. I noticed that they didn't sing any Backstreet Boys songs. It was mostly like in sync songs, and I personally was very upset by that. But maybe I'm not, because I know that the boys in NSYNC can't carry the same harmony as the boys in Backstreet Boys, and I said what I said. Either way, it was fun content to watch, and people were truly like, oh my God, they're forming a new boy band. They're not forming a new boy band. But I do think it goes to show that even if NSYNC toured without Justin, they could probably do a joint tour. Honestly, as long as they have JC there, they could definitely do a joint tour. And AJ has been doing a lot more things like with NSYNC members. Recently, he did something with, with Chris Kirkpatrick. And I don't know, I think AJ just, he's excited. People are finally like, wow, AJ does have the best voice out of Backstreet Boys. And of course he was on Dancing with the Stars, so he has a little bit more momentum. And yeah, I just, I wish them all the best. I think it's fun to watch them um, perform together and stuff. But I gotta, I gotta remind my boys, like, hey, go back to the Backstreet Boys. But they're apparently recording a Christmas album. And I fucking hate Christmas music, so I'm not gonna listen to it. <laughs> for all my Vampire Diaries fans, I have some sad news for you. Cat Graham officially said there will never be a reboot of the show. Cat Graham has some negative feelings towards Vampire Diaries. And if you look through Reddits and if you look through a lot of fan forums, you kind of understand why. They would not highlight her music career even though they let Enzo sing and they let Caroline sing. They did not let Cat Graham sing. They also didn't let her hair be natural. It was something about how, um, do you guys remember when I had Bridget on? Her TikTok, Build With Bridget, goes into it and how they wouldn't let her wear her hair natural or anything. Like no matter what she wanted, they were kind of like, no Bonnie, I mean, no Cat, absolutely not. And also, Bonnie was killed like every episode. So I would be like, fuck you guys too. If I were, if I were Cat Graham, I'd be like, you guys have killed me a million times and I am not coming back. So Jen Harley, if you don't know Jen Harley's name, you're gonna know who I'm talking about when I say Ronnie's ex-baby mama who like ran him over with a car and he tried to like chase around with a knife. Remember, remember that real healthy relationship? Well, over the weekend, she was arrested for assault and battery with a deadly weapon with against her boyfriend, Joey. And over the weekend, Ronnie got engaged. So I don't think Ronnie's like a reformed man. I will say that. I mean, last month he was um, arrested for domestic violence, but wasn't charged for domestic violence. Charges were dropped. And then he proposed to his girlfriend over the weekend. And um, all I can say is I really feel bad for their daughter. I really, really don't know how either of them have custody or joint custody over their daughter. And I really hope that she's okay. I really hope she's safe. That's all I can say. Jen Harley, of course, is a monster. Ronnie, in my opinion, is also a monster. So there's really no, it's a, what did Lauren say this episode? It's a lose-lose situation, if you ask me. Chrissy Teigen came back with a big apology, saying how sorry she was for telling people to go kill themselves. And then a designer named Michael came out and posted possible fake DMs. We're not sure. So Chrissy said they were fake. 
And if you look like in the DMs, she's not verified. It's very, it's different. And he said they were from 2014 and Chrissy would definitely be verified in 2014. It wasn't that long ago. So John Legend actually stepped up and John Legend is a pretty quiet guy, I feel like. I feel like he doesn't say much about anything, especially with Chrissy's drama. He's just kind of like, Chrissy, go do your thing. Like, um, if you want to be in internet fights, you're going to be in internet fights and I'll just keep having a beautiful voice. But he was like, dude, you have to stop this. These are fake. Dude, you have to stop. And I haven't heard much about it since. I'm sure something will come out about it eventually. But again, Chrissy's team are saying that these DMs are fake. Leona Lewis has also said that Michael was like awful to her. And then there was another man who came out and said that he tried to sexually assault him. Michael tried to sexually assault him. So I guess we're just going to see what happens. It's almost like that. Remember the shrimp guy? The guy who quote unquote found shrimp and he's married to Topanga when he found like shrimp in Cinnamon Toast Crunch. And then all of a sudden everyone's like, actually, you're a con artist and you sexually harassed me. And then you never heard from him again. We don't know whether that was shrimp. We don't know what that was, but you never heard from him again. I'm sure you guys have seen my girl Taylor Swift has announced that Red will be her next album. I'm actually very surprised about that. I thought it was going to be 1989, but I think I said last week that I didn't think that that Easter egg would be enough, right? Like I didn't understand that Easter egg, the 1989 merch, if that, or if maybe we caught on, maybe we caught on and Taylor was like, mm, I'm going to switch it up but she did say her next album will be in November. I am still holding out hope that at some point she's gonna drop a random album because that's what she do. She's trying to throw us off, but I am excited. Red is not one of my favorite albums. So I've always said it was, and then I really thought about it. And I think it just has some top tier songs, like All Too Well, one of the best songs of all time. Treacherous, I almost do. Um, Holy Ground is great as well. The Last Time with Gary Lightbody. Those songs are great, but then there are songs like Stay, Stay, Stay in 22, which make me want to hit my head against the fridge. So I will say that like Red has great songs, some great top tier songs, but overall it's really low on my list. But anyway, I'm excited to hear it. Anyway, now that I have like real issues, I'm going to get some wine. We're going to listen to Red. We're going to cry it out. And I'm so excited. We're getting a 10 minute version of All Too Well. And in that 10 minute version, she does say fuck. So I love when Taylor Swift swears. It's about time, right? <laughs> but when that album came out, I was 21, I think. I was 21 when that album came out. And when I tell you, that's when I was dating like the older guy and going through just a really tough time where I didn't understand anything. I Almost Do was my theme song. As much as I loved All Too Well, I Almost Do was like such my song because I'd almost be texting him. I'd almost be calling him. And sometimes you just got to let that shit go. Clearly all these years later, I still talk about it. So who knows how over it I am? No, I think I'm over it. It's just kind of the only like relationship. There are two. There was, um, I dated a girl for a, a while and she wasn't ready to, to like be with me, I guess. So that was tough. But again, that was kind of during like the, <laughs> during the red era. So Lots of emotional trauma goes with the Red album. And you know, all these people, they're like, Jake Gyllenhaal, be careful. I'm like, what about Diana Agron? Did I say that? Yeah, I just said that. Look it up. Um, if you guys didn't know, Carmelo Anthony and Lala have officially filed for divorce. I thought they got divorced a long time ago. I thought they got divorced like three years ago when he was allegedly cheating on her. But I guess she held out and now they're officially getting divorced. And somebody said now that they've been together over 10 years, she gets more money. So Lala... You get that money, girl. Also, Tristan Thompson cheated on Chloe again. And I hate to say that with a laugh. I feel bad for Chloe at this point. 
but you gotta, you gotta let him go. It's time to, it's time just to let him go, Chloe. I don't know what else to tell you. Now, I don't know if you guys watch Teen Mom 2. I know I talk about it here and there, but Devoin, who is Brianna's baby daddy, posted a picture for Father's Day, and it was with his daughter, Nova, and then Nova's sister, Stella. So Stella's dad is a huge piece of shit, like awful, awful, awful. Stella deserves a better father. And I think Devoin is like a great father figure to them. Again, he does have his issues. I do think Brianna's like extra hard on him. And maybe it's because she can see that he can do better than what he's doing, which I get to an extent, but also like give the guy a break. No, no, fuck it. No, you know what? <laughs> he's definitely done some things, but I always think he steps up and proves himself in the end is what I should say. But the fact that he, you know, has taken Stella under his wing because you know Stella loves him. Stella like loves to talk to him and in the episodes whenever he shows up you can tell Stella's all excited so it just it really warmed my heart and I just wanted to throw that out there also if you have Hulu watch Housewife and Hustler in the Hustler I do not know anything about Real Housewives of Beverly Hills I have zero clue about them but after watching that I was like fuck you Erica Jane and I mean people are like do you think she knew hell yeah she knew just like Coach Shaw knew about Jen there's no doubt in my mind that she was aware of that and in my opinion, like, you just think about the victims and how fucked over these victims got. And fuck Tom Girardi, I think his name is. And one little, like, link back to Laguna, the, um, Kristen's publicist actually represents Erica Jane as well, or he used to. I'm not sure if he still does, but he used to represent Erica Jane. Just, like, a little fun fact. But, yeah, watching that, it made me really mad. And it made me really, really sad for the victims and again, there is no question in my mind that Erica Jane knew. Now let's talk about something everybody has been talking about, Nick Cannon. Can I just say, I don't know how like the fifth funniest person on all that is still the most relevant one. And let me tell you my list, okay? We got Amanda Bynes, we got Kel Mitchell, we got Lori Beth Denberg, Keenan Thompson, maybe then Nick Cannon. I don't even wanna put him up that high. But somehow Nick Cannon has finagled his way to stay in the media for so long. And if you guys don't know what I'm about to tell you, buckle up, because it's a ride. So he is father of seven, six, I'm sorry, he's father of six. But he has had four of those children in the last year. In 48 hours after his twins were born, he announced he got another woman pregnant. Holy shit, eventually in like 2035, that's not that far away, but everyone's gonna be related to Nick Cannon. He's gonna have like, if I was his financial advisor, I'd be like, so I want you to spend some money on condoms. <laughs> That's what I want you to spend money on. But yeah, Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon is fucking all over the place. Literally, he's fucking all over the place. And he's about to have his seventh child. It started with Mariah Carey, which is still bananas. When they got together, I was like, why? Why, Mariah? But yeah, that is the uh, Nick Cannon news. And that's a lot of kids. Again, if I was his financial advisor, I looked him up. He's worth $30 million, so he's doing okay. But again, just invest in some protection, man. Now, one thing that happened today, Monday, is the One Tree Hill podcast came out, Drama Queens, that is hosted by Bethany Joy Lenz, who goes by Joy Lenz now, I'm sorry, Hillary Burton, and Brooke Davis. And <laughs> Brooke Davis, oh my God. And Sophia Bush, oh my God, why did I do that? But I really loved the first episode. The first episode was more of an intro episode. They're not going over, you know, the pilot episode or anything. That is next week. But I am so excited. I told you guys before, we were almost One Tree Hill biatch. B 
Biatch Tree Hill. That's what we were close to because I really wanted to make a One Tree Hill fan page. I know a lot about it. It was one of those shows that, you know, it's a comfort show for me. And watching it made it, I don't, this is going to sound, but I didn't party a lot in high school. So like eighth grade, freshman year, sophomore year, those years were lonely for me. And I had my friends. My friends were One Tree Hill. Like watching One Tree Hill made me feel comfort. And it made me love this certain kind of music and just love how it was. And it's such a good comfort show. Seasons one through five. Let's make that clear. I just want to make that one clear. But I'm excited for this. And they said they're going to bring on guests like James Lafferty, Paul Johansson, who played Dan, um, Barbara Allen Wood, who played Deb. They're excited to have skills. Antoine Tanner and Moira Kelly, who played Karen. It's just, it's going to be awesome. I cannot wait for the Daniil Harris episode. You guys already know. When Rachel Gattine is on that shit, I'm going to promote the fuck out of it because you know I'm excited. But I'm also excited, or I guess I'm interested to see how they will talk about Mark Schwann with Daniil and Hillary both there because those two were like his obsessions. He was so crazy obsessed with the both of them. And then I'm also curious to listen to like James Lafferty and listen to him because he was best friends with Mark Schwann. Nobody wants to talk about it, but I'll talk about it. He was really close with Mark Schwann, and I wonder if they'll talk about that. Um, they didn't talk about Chad Michael Murray at all. I'm curious to see how they're going to handle it. I feel like Sophia Bush kind of like shaded a few different things about Chad without saying his name. I also know that Joy does not follow Chad on social media, and I'm pretty sure Hillary's like cool with everybody, but it was just so good. And they actually brought up the fact that producers and directors did not want them to be friends. Like, they kind of were told, like, not to text one another and there'd be things in people's ears. And we are now in 2021. How the fuck did we get out of that, right? Like, um, Lauren versus Kristen, Lindsay versus Paris, Hillary versus Lindsay. <laughs> it's just, I feel like there were so many women against women things. And we still do it. I am not perfect. I still do it. I try not to. But there are still moments. I mean... I, I don't know. I, I have tried to grow out of it, but I'm not perfect. And I just feel like we were so ingrained in hating other women. And that's what they talk about. They're like, produ producers did not want us to be friends, but now we're so much closer. And I highly recommend it. Like I said, this episode was more of an intro episode. I would die to be on that or to have them on the podcast. I did email Sophia Bush's publicist. Have not heard back. Don't think I will, but that's okay because I put it into the universe and I'll tweet it once a week and maybe by chance she'll see it and come on the podcast, do some charity work and come chat with us. But I'm excited. One Tree Hill is one of the best shows of all time, one of my favorite shows and definitely check out the podcast. I kind of want to like recap that podcast on this podcast. I won't make you guys listen to that, but I do have something in mind for another podcast that I want to pitch to a network that maybe I could do two podcasts and I won't tell you too much about it, but something to do with One Tree Hill. And I just, I would love to cover that because how much I love the show and how much I believe in the show. So thank you guys for hanging out. I appreciate you being here every week, listening to the podcast. Like I said, Laguna Biatch is going to turn four years old. I cannot wrap my head around that. I feel like we're still just in the beginning. We're still just having fun. We're still getting to know each other. You know, cast members are still like into it and they're still talking to me and we got Lowe to sign on. We got um, Tal and Jason all within the last year. So going on to year five is pretty fucking insane. Um, thank you guys just always for your support. I'm going to talk about, I'm going to get real mushy next week, okay? I'm going to get real mushy with you guys. But maybe I'll get mushy right now. I don't know. But 
when I started this page, you know, I was ready to move. I was doing all these things. And when I moved, I had no friends and you guys became my friends. And I became, you know, that I think that's kind of how Laguna Biatch became Laguna Biatch. And when I say that, I don't say me. When I say like Laguna Biatch in general, other than when I said, tell your grandma Laguna Biatch said to call you. Um, but I mean it as like the community. It's the Biatch community, Laguna Biatch community always. And yeah, we've been through some tough stuff. Um, and yeah, we've been through some, you know, tough stuff together. I lost my cousin. I made a GoFundMe and some of you guys donated to that years ago. Um, I lost Girl, which was the hardest thing I've ever been through. Um, you know, like we, <laughs> no, don't cry. We went through a fucking pandemic together. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's only getting better. And thank you guys so much for embracing the change that has come over the years. I really, really appreciate that. Um, and yeah, I just, I appreciate you guys more than you know. You've helped me with my confidence. You've helped me not be lonely. You've helped me through more than I can ever, ever thank you for. And I will talk to you guys next week. So bye.